I'm, I'm glad to be here this morning. Um, it, it, it's always a pleasure for me to come before uh, the, the congregation and, and share what God has placed uh, on my heart. Um, for those of you who have your Bibles, let's, let's turn to Hebrews 5. If you have your Bibles, we're going to Hebrews 5. And we'll be reading from verse 11 through 14. And I'm actually going to read from the King James Version and immediately following from the Message Version. Uh, they kind of breaks it down for us. Uh, for those that don't like the these, thou's, and yeas. All right? In the King James Version, it says, Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dulling hearing, for when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have a need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Uh, in uh, Hebrews 5 through um, 11 through 14 in the message version, it says, I have a lot more to say about this, but this is hard to get it across to you since you picked up this bad habit of not listening. By this time, you ought to be teachers yourselves, yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics of God again, starting from square one, baby's milk. When you should have been on solid food a long time ago, milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways, and solid food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right from wrong. May God bless the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. Amen. I hear you, but I'm not listening. I hear you, Minister Lamar, but I'm not listening. I hear you, pastors, but I'm not listening. I hear you, my queen, but I'm not listening. I'm going to sit right here in my high chair, my Fisher-Price high chair, and ask you for a bottle of milk. You see, you see, Lord, I know you have a lot more to say to me. I know you have a lot more to share with me, but my hearing is kind of dull. I picked up some bad habits. Someone look at your neighbor and say, I hear you, but I'm not listening. Any of y'all remember um, Charlie Brown? Uh, it's an old cartoon for your, for your youngins, and, and, and the teacher used to talk, and all we heard was what? Wah, 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 wah. See, 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 I hear you, but I'm not listening. Um, the scripture says, by this time, you ought to be teachers yourselves. Yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics of God again. Again means we done did this a couple of times. Starting from square one, baby's milk. See, whatever you had has been consumed. 
How, how many of y'all heard the pastor, Pastor Keith say, I've been waiting to see that. I've been waiting to see that David. I've been waiting to see that Minister Lamar. I've been waiting to see that Gerard. I've been waiting to see that Ray, that Lou, that Marcus, that all of us. Enough of that faith to operate in this faith. That's a sermon Pastor shared with us. See, how many times have we doubted this thing that God has gifted us with? And we needed to go back to the basics on our belief. How many times have we had to go back to basic training to boot camp? Back in the day, we had this game called hopscotch. Any of y'all know hopscotch? I know it's up north. And, and we used to take, we used to put squares on the floor. You throw a coin or a top or whatever, and then you. But if you stepped on the line, you had to go back. We stepping on lines outside of the lines of God. And we have to go back. Uh, 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 Brother Gerard, well, he's a gamer, I know, and, and, and Brother Gerard, he, he would tell you that if, if he's playing a game and Stephanie came by and pulled out the cord before he saved it, he had to go back to the beginning. Or, or, or anybody ever write a report and forget to save it? You had to start over. See, see you had the information, but a bad habit caused you to lose everything. We have to start from the beginning. See, see, some of us operate with this mindset that every time somebody brings something up, especially when a new person brings something up, our response is, well, we used to do that. But we put it on pause. How many of us have, have pushed the pause button in our marriage? Brother Ed and, and, and Sister Tanya talk about going on date night, but some couples ain't even talking. We got comfortable. How many of us gotten comfortable with our friendships and our relationships, our business? We used to be all in, but, but, but we got comfortable and pressed pause. Our relationship with God, we got so comfortable with God, we don't even talk about him. Proverbs 18 and 15, and, and, and I'm going to read through this in short. It says, the heart of, this, of, of the discerning acquires knowledge. And the ears of the wise seek it out. We have to listen. It says the ears of the wise seek it out. We have to listen. Hebrews 5.14 said, even those who by reason of use of their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. So that's the discerning of the knowledge that we acquired. We know right from wrong. If you're the type of person that's trying to figure things out and you have to go deeper, uh, during Saturday Bible School, Pastor Keith, he went over some of the tools, uh, 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 Sister Trina, the Concordia. I used to say Concordia, and she, you know, she said she used to do that too. So, so if our heart is in it, we have the ability to acquire knowledge if we are listening. God will give us Everything we need to discern our situations, but Lord, we hear you, but we're not listening. During my ministerial training, uh, Pastor Keith, he told me, he said, you know what? I can't teach you everything. He said, some things are taught and some things are caught. All right, 
which means that it requires something of me. See, I remember time and time again, and y'all heard me, I would say, I ain't been called to preach. I ain't been called to give no word. <laughs> I would say, I can't pray in front of the congregation. I can't do the welcome minister of all. <laughs> you know, and then, then one day it hit me that God can't use me. I'm putting limits on what God's abilities are in me. God didn't do it. I did it. I remember telling Minister Lamar one day, I said, whenever you ask me, I'm going to do it. I ain't going to ever say no again. No matter how uncomfortable I felt. I realized if I keep saying what I can't do after I've been taught and after I've been given the wisdom, I can't keep saying I'm not ready. I'm going back to the basics. See, see, every time I spoke, that I couldn't do it, I put the pause button on my spiritual growth. Uh, Proverbs 6 and 2 in the Amplified, Amplified Version say, Thou art snared by the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. The words have power. Your words have power. They can put, a, put your life on pause. They can put your spiritual growth on pause. They can put your spiritual maturity on pause. It can stunt your growth. Your words. We are equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. And the Lord put on my heart this morning to share, some of us ought to be teaching. Some of us ought to be singing. Some of us ought to be praying. Some of us ought to be praising. Some of us ought to be leading from our front. We are equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. And some of us should be equipping. We are equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. Are we ready for the kingdom? So this morning, I'm going to speak from the subject, release the pause button. Release the pause button. Now, now I, I want to spend a little time on the scripture, uh, Hebrews 5 and 11, because we have been sipping on baby's milk, and we should have been on solid food a long time ago. Amen. It, it, it stung a little for me when I, I looked at this, and all the opportunities I missed because I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to God. The word says, by this, by this time, you ought to be teaching. Come on, man. But we have to go back to the basics all over again because we picked up a bad habit of not listening. Our hearing is dull. We sipping on baby's milk, and we should have been on solid food a long time ago. See, some of us hit the pause button on our spiritual maturity, and some of us hit the pause button on our spiritual growth. I, re I remember when Sister Jeanette, my queen, she got the vision to go into the nursing homes with Never Forgotten, now part of Kingdom Kindness, and we started going into Woodlawn Haven Rest Home. And it was interesting to me and, 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 and amazing, really, to interact with some of the seniors there. And, and, and a couple of months ago, we started doing the Bible study. And there we met a pastor, 98 years old. She had 50 years in the pulpit. Our 96-year-old grandmother had an opportunity to go to, to the nursing home and, and got an opportunity to speak in front of the other seniors. And, and, and a lot of times, we discount spiritual maturity. 
We don't position ourselves to receive it. We hit a pause button on our growth. And so, so one Friday, um, I spoke on the topic, and, and someone was there. It says, what is our spiritual age? And, it, and it's crazy because the, the very next day, that's when pastor asked me to come speak. And so, so a lot of y'all, you know, um, remember, I always talk about Pastor Mel when she lined up the, you know, the different age groups here, right? And, and I, I, I realized that it stuck with me because as we lined up everybody age-wise, I was on this end. I, I was an arm's length left. And, and then I, I really started to look at it that I, I wasn't really concerned so much with being on the short end of, 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 of the, the lifespan, but I started to question, does my 60 years of age equate to 60 years of spiritual authority, or spiritual maturity, spiritual growth? See, I want to make sure that the rest of my life is impactful for the body of Christ. I want to reach the highest level of my spiritual uh, maturity. If I keep pausing, am I going to be able to help people in the body grow? If I keep stopping and starting, if I keep starting over, how am I going to help the rest of the body? And, and I wondered, what if we had the ability to stop time and just hit the pause button? What age would you stop at? If you had the opportunity to hit the pause button, all right, would it be 10, remember 20, 30, 40, 50, 60? Where would you hit the pause button? Where would you hit the pause button? But, you know, I thank God that we can't stop aging because most of us will be missing out on our potential of God because we'll pause when God has something else for us to do. You know, we'll pause because every time, every once in a while we hear, oh, I wish I was 20 years ago. If I was 20, I would. And, and, and so I thank God that, again, we can't stop aging. As a matter of fact, Isaiah 46 and 4, this is audible, as Pastor would say, with Scripture says, in the, in the easy read version, which they read in the morning, it says, I will be carrying you, carrying you when you are old. Your hair will turn gray, and I will still carry you. I made you, and I will carry you to safety. Amen? See, so aging shouldn't be a concern. We covet. God, he said, I got you when you get old. You covet. I, but, but, but we can't stop aging, but unfortunately, we can stop the level of our spiritual growth. We have a choice in our spiritual age. We have a choice in the level of our spiritual maturity. And I remember a quote from Muhammad Ali. He said, a man shouldn't think at 50 the same way he thought at 25. So, so imagine an adult that acts like a teenager. All right, some of us thinking, I ain't got to imagine. <laughs> you see, see, spiritual growth typically marries the different stages of life. Uh, we got childhood. Those are about babes in Christ. We go through our adolescence stage where we're learning, pouring in. Adult here, those are our spiritual mature in the kingdom. And, and we move from milk to meat. And, and we move to something solid. But how many of y'all remember when you first gave your life to Christ? When you first gave your life to Jesus? 
when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, when, when we said, Jesus, take the will, you got this. All right, how many of us really dug in? I mean, we dug in. Uh, some of us was really, really hyped, and some of us was reluctant, Minister Lamar. <laughs> we was reluctant. So, but, but most of us initially was kind of hyped and ready for all that God can give us. I, and, and I remember singing with my children, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Remember that basic? That's the basics. Jesus loves me. And just the other day, um, I got to sing that with my grandbaby Don. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Y'all sing with me now. Yes, Jesus loves me. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. The basics. Jesus loves me. See, for some of us, you couldn't get us out of the church. Y'all remember during Bible uh, school when Pastor showed us his 18-year-old Bible? When, for his first study Bible, he bring that in. How many of y'all still got your first study Bible? All right, and, and if you look at your first study Bible, you'll see the same thing you see in Pastor's Bibles. You got stuff circled, arrowed, highlighted, underlined, twisted, arrowed here. You know, we, 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 it, you, you can see that you, you put in the Word. And, and with our pastor, you can see the depth in which he pours himself into the Word. You know, now our book may not look like the pastor's is, but, but we all wanted to figure it out, right? We wanted to figure this thing out. We went to new members. Remember y'all joined church? Y'all went to New Members Church. Y'all went to Sunday school. You read scriptures in the morning. You read scriptures in the evening. We trusted God. But then life happened. Uh, remember, Trina, you, you, you said we stood up and stuff just fell off us because we left the church. For some of us, life happened and we allowed other things to consume our time. We actually got some of the things we prayed for. But then we started the new job gave, uh, God gave us. Uh, we, we started a relationship. We started families. We, we, we got more and more stuff, and, started to, and it started to consume our time. Somehow, somewhere, we hit the pause button on our spiritual growth. I see, see, we could be at a place growing, developing in our faith, and understanding the things of God, but then our growth stops as we try to deal with life. We, we were growing spiritually, but now we're, we're, we're growing because we, we, we're, just, we're not growing because we're just trying to survive. All right, these are our spiritual uh, de developmental delays. We, we delayed our spiritual growth. We, we pressed the pause button when, it, when we should have been pressing in. We pressed the pause button when we should have been pressing in. See, Minister Marr last week said, are we operating in our rightful place of God? Are we operating in our rightful place of God? As I look back at my spiritual journey as a new Christian, I might have seriously jumped in four or five years. Then I hit the pause button. So now I'm 10 years in and I'm five years old in my spiritual growth. I'm five years old in my spiritual maturity. Anybody play um, Double Dutch? Uh, that's the, the, the where you got the, the, the two ropes, right? And, and, and when you start to play double dutch, right, you, you step back, and now you're starting and trying to figure out how do I jump back in. All right, some of us are playing double dutch with our spiritual growth. 
We're, we're trying to jump back into the kingdom, and, and, and we're waiting for the, the right time. We're jumping double just, and then we step on the line. Then we have to start over again. We're not consistent. All right, so, so if we total up the amount of time that we, we play games, we play games with God, all right, we may operate with 10 years of spiritual maturity at the age of 35. Do y'all remember a pastor telling us to, to look at the good times of your life? Look at when things were going good and check where you were with God. It's relative. The good times are relative to your connection to the body. See, see start, some of us start doing good and then we pull away again when we should be pushing in. We start doing good. So, so if we are truly spiritually mature, can you imagine being a 15-year-old navigating life at 40? So, so if we truly dig in and do a checkup from the neck up and look at where we are in our spiritual maturity, we will find that the difficulties that we faced are aligned with when we hit the pause button on our spiritual growth. See, the footnotes in my Bible, it says, and, and, and I love this, it says maturity is not so much a destination as it is, as it is a journey or a road full of twists and turns. See, see, the reality is this. We never truly arrive when we're pressing into God. We never truly arrive because as soon as you think you're there, God say, you know what, I got something else for you. We can't pause in the middle of a turn. See, because if we pause in the middle of the turn, we're blind behind us and in front of us. You can't see around the curve and you can't see around the curve behind you. So you're pausing in the middle of a turn. Uh, Sister LaBarbera said uh, at the, to the seniors, she said that she was driving through the mountains and the, and the speed limit was 20 miles per hour, but she was going five miles per hour. And so, so I, I said, that's good, but you know how we do. Oh, that's good, Sister Barbara. Because growing may cause us to slow down, but it shouldn't stop us. It may slow you down, but it shouldn't stop your growth. Now, now I found, and this is something I found, that the downside of youth or young folk in many cases is immaturity. But I also found that the downside of aging and being seasoned in many cases is immaturity. But unlike seasoned folk, youth comes with an expectation of a level of immaturity. So young people are somebody new to the body. They have an expectation of that level of immaturity due to their lack of experience. Um, and, and then we are at the most vulnerable stage of our life. We can easily be led astray. And, and, and young people, this is not an insult. This is truth. All right, because we all have a natural starting point in life. It's a starting place where you can get your growth and maturity. This is where we learn to eat and what to eat. I think Jeanette said that this morning. It also gives us an opportunity of what we eat. Watching my granddaughter Dawn go from the body the bottle, rather, and, and, and start picking it, uh, her, her food, the finger foods. It's exciting. 
just watching her transition from crawling to walking. And in her case, she's trying to run. But I know that she's also at her most vulnerable stage in life because everything she picks up goes right to the mouth. Ain't that right, Brother Ray? <laughs> everything he picks up goes right to the mouth. But times is taking something out of his mouth right now. See, see, but, but we don't want our kids drinking milk from a bottle when they get to high school. See, see, see we, we want to eat solid food so we are no longer vulnerable. But understanding maturity takes time. It takes time to really form. And how, how many scholars I got in the house? Been to college? You know, uh, did, who, how many of y'all did good in school, a, skipped a couple of grades? I, it, it's possible. See, see, the beautiful thing about education is we can skip grades. Uh, anybody that's here can skip a grade. In certain colleges, they, they, they skip you or give you stuff and credit for life experience. All right, so, so if we are truly advanced, we can skip grades. We can take our spiritual maturity from milk to meat faster. If we put in the time, if we truly commit, we can and get a little advanced. But as we develop in our spiritual maturity, we have to be mindful. We can skip grades, but we can't skip lessons. Pastor said on Wednesday, we can't skip the wilderness. We have to go through some things. We can skip grades based on the amount of information we take in. But if we don't pick up that bad habit of not listening, it's going to pause. Because if we hit the pause button, in some cases, we start aging backwards. Pastor Keith shared with us also that some, some people are watching our life. Y'all remember he said that? He said some people are watching our life. They're watching our growth, our failures. They're watching how we handle things. Uh, so if we 40, acting like we 15, if we should be leading, but we're always in need to be taught. How are we able to grow in the kingdom if we have to start from the beginning every time God opens his mouth? Every time God opens up to speak, you got to start from the beginning. We got to start from the beginning. God has so much more he wants to give us, but we ain't listening. 1 Corinthians 14 and 20 says, 1 Corinthians 14 and 20. Hey, my baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Bre brethren, it says, brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be based, but in understanding be mature. We have to grow up. God helps us grow up. God helps us grow as we can know him deeper and understand the character that he has. When we understand his character better, then we can understand where our character needs to go. As we walk through Master Life Discipleship classes on uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday mornings at 9.15, during discipleship uh, personalities, I found as I understood more about the character of Jesus, I understood more how to apply it in my life. You can't apply what you don't understand. You can't apply what you haven't taken time to learn. So, so we, we have to grow up so that, that we can get a deeper understanding. 
God will help us grow and go deeper. Regardless of how long we've been saved or how long we've been a Christian, it doesn't matter how long. Spiritual maturity is about our desire and our hunger to get closer to God. Our desire to, to, to really pursue God's word. See, see, we tend to relate maturity to the number of years we've been alive. Even the number of years we've been attending church. See, I can say I'm 60. I know some things. I've, I've been in church 18 years. I've been here 10 years. But the reality is we push the pause button after two years. See, I found folk like to be around mature Christians because mature t- Christians, and we was talking about this morning in, in uh, Bible study, uh, discipleship training, the mature Christians tend to be happy. All right, we tend to be happy. You're confident in God. They trust God. They understand that their material successes, uh, which is their jobs, their houses, their cars, Sister Kalina, they are gifts from God. <laughs> Amen? It don't mean that, that we're 100% together. It's just that we understand the power of God in all situations. We understand that God is in control. I right, see, see, some people mad, uh, uh, tra- uh, Trina said this morning, she said some people are mad when, when you're happy. I think Sister Tiana said too, that when we, we're happy all the time, people looking at, what's wrong with you? Jesus. What's wrong with you? Jesus. What's wrong with you? Jesus. See, see um, it's hard to be around seasoned, immature people, though. We don't want to... To, to in the kingdom just be tolerated. How many of y'all just want to be tolerated? I, I know he, he go to church. He been here 20 years. I'm going to tolerate him because he, he do come to the body. I let you know, or do you want to be labeled a complainer about the smallest things? You bring, oh, you know, you grumble about everything. The immature don't recognize what God is doing, so they are constantly finding themselves at the table seeking the basics. Always seeking the basis. In 1 Corinthians 9 and 27. 1 Corinthians 9 and 27. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version. It says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. If I don't believe, I'm disqualifying myself. God ain't doing no disqualifying. We disqualify ourselves. At what point are we going to say I'm all in? I bring my body to full subjection. I can't keep disqualifying myself by hitting a pause button to my spiritual growth. If we have to constantly sit at the children's table, listen, are we really spiritually mature when we hear a word from God and we say that was good, but we look into the right and the left. See, it wasn't good for me, but you needed this. See, um, in discipleship training, again, we talked about those amen moments and uh, the, the that was good moments. See, we found and I found that these are our opportunities to reflect, our opportunities to press in. Why was that good? 
And what was God saying to me that I shouted, that's good. What was God saying to me? Let me get an understanding. It ain't for nobody. It's for me. If pastor or anybody speaking, you say, amen, that was good. God just told you something. But you're not listening. You think it's for somebody else. You're looking at their situation, but God gave you the amen. He gave you the hallelujah. See, see, why was it good? And what was God saying to me? We, we have to dig. In Proverbs 2 and 6, and this is audible, uh, it says, For the, the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. We don't have to look for. We looking left, right, but we ain't got to look for because it tells you, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. I found the best way to gauge spiritual maturity is how we react in adversity. How we act when the other people around us are elevated. How we act when we elevated. That's how you can really gauge spiritual maturity. How far that chest go out when something good happens. Proverbs 12 and 1. And this is in the, the New King James Version. Proverbs 12 and 1. And it reads, whoever loves instruction loves knowledge. But he who hates correction is stupid. I ain't call you stupid. I'm reading the word. Reading the word. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge. But he who hates correction is stupid. So if we love knowledge and we, we need to be instructed. We can't press the pause button when we are corrected. That's an opportunity for growth, not demotion. See, we are making progress when we realize that maturity, again, is a journey and not a destination. You never really arrive because there's so much more of God's glory to be given to you. Amen. Amen. I, I remember on Guy Talk, um, somebody, some, somebody gave a response, and this is about two, three years ago. And, and I, I asked the guy a question. I asked it in the James way. And you know, James, it, it ain't, don't always come out pretty. And, and so Pastor called me after that. And he said, you know, James, you know, y'all know Pastor. He's going he's gonna to give you some godly counsel, bro. You know, just, just be, be mindful and, and that. And I was like, if I can't ask some questions, I just won't be a part of God talk. And I said, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to hang up because I don't want to be disrespectful and hang up on you. I was stupid. I was. I, I, I wasn't in, in a position to see correction. Because I was looking at it from a corporate mindset and not a spiritual mindset. And so, so I apologized to the pastor. And, and it took me a minute. I didn't do it right away. I know it was a couple of weeks without uh, God talk. J J Jamal was telling me, hey, uh, Mr. Dane, you want to come on? You know, uh, blah, blah, blah. you know, he's giving me all that. Nah, nah, nah. I want hit. If I can't ask questions, I want to be a part of it. You know, see, see, a lot of y'all think that, that me and Pastor, Pastor Keith just went. I, I, I had those moments too, Minister Lamar. <laughs> those those principal office minutes. 
And what I love about pastors, he, he'll, he, he, y'all would never know about this if I didn't say it. You know, um, and, but, but yeah, I, I, I kind of I say, you want me to hang up the phone? <laughs> you know, in fact, Pastor's like, you know, you know, I pastor said, look, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a chance to come around. And I think on God Talk, I actually apologize to everybody publicly. Um, and so, so sometimes we stupid. We love knowledge. We need to be instructed. Uh, we, we are making progress when we realize, again, that maturity is what? It's a journey. It's a journey. See, where, where we mess up is we get to a certain point and, and we say, I'm there. All right, and, and, and so we pause, but, and, and we're still supposed to be on that journey. We're still supposed to be moving. Amen? See, spiritual maturity can come over time, but sometimes even people who have been around the church for a while aren't very strong in their faith. They aren't spiritually mature. So we can't just look at someone that's been around the church. We have to look at someone that's been around God. <laughs> you know, where, where, where are you at with, 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 with our Father? Do you have a relationship with our Father? Uh, and, and again, we should be going further along, but we haven't learned God's Word. See, sometimes we just, we, we just have to put in the work. See, and, and again, I know this is a sensitive uh, subject. I heard one morning, and, and I'm going to do better, I promise you, on, on the morning call. I'm going to start talking instead of just listening. Um, but um, it's a question about uh, questions. We quick to ask a question. about See, see my thing is this, and, and, and again, this is what the Holy Spirit gave me. Sometimes we just have to put in the word. But we quick to ask questions about what we already know. Right, we already know it. Are we passive and afraid to put in the work to find out the answer for ourselves? So we'll throw it out there hoping somebody could do the work for us. Now, now, now hear me. I'm not discouraging asking questions. All right, especially if, 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 if this is your first time and, and you're new and you're just digging into the word. Yeah, you're going to have questions. We all have questions. But we also, uh, uh, for spiritual growth, um, um, we, we need to really challenge ourselves to put in the work for the answers. We have to study to show ourselves approved. It says in 2 Timothy 2.15, it says correctly analyzing, accurately dividing, and rightfully handling, and skillfully teaching the word of truth. We got to put in the work. Yes, we, we should bounce off answers we find, or often and mature sometimes, before we ask the question. We have to put in the work. We have to put in the work. All right, see, I, I, and, and again, I'm not trying to prevent questions, but I want to make sure that we're developing our work ethic. We have to put in the work. If I answer all your questions, I'm denying you nuggets you could have picked up from your work. Amen. Now, 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 I'm talking to the mature here. If you, you young in the body, please, please ask questions. I'm not dis discouraging the questions. You know, but now I'm talking to the mature that know the oracles of God, that know the foundations. How many of y'all had to prepare for fast week? Or prepare for teaching? Prepare to present? How much did you learn in your preparation? You know, you go home with a whole book of stuff that you didn't even get a chance to present. So that's what we deny you when you ask the questions before you do the work. Again, our spiritually mature. We can't hit the pause button, stay where we are, and let somebody always give us the answers. Amen. Amen. All right, Proverbs 14 and 29. Um, New, New King James Version. It says, who, 
He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. Like, just to confirm, <laughs> he who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. Thank you. Thank you. See, see we, we grow in spiritual maturity when we place value on discipline and accountability. If we blow up after every situation that don't go our way and we have to constantly put in a situation that requires correction, there's a limit to our spiritual maturity. We can't always be the only one right. We have to check our understanding of God's word. Jeanette saying, praise God, because sometimes I do act like, all right, I got it. Yeah. So, so please understand, I'm speaking to me. Galatians 5 and 16. Let's go to Galatians 5, 16 and 20. 16 through 18, I'm sorry. Galatians 5, 16 through 18. And, and, and again, you can read from the version you have, but I'm going to read from the message version. And, and it, this, this is good. It says, my counsel is this. My counsel is this, live freely, animated, and motivated by God's spirit. It says live freely, animated, and motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed off of compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that are at odds with our free spirit just as the free spirit is incapable of selfishness. These two ways of life are contrary to each other, so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on a given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the spirit so you can escape the erratic compulsions of Lord-dominated existence? Whew. It says, imagine releasing your hand from the pause button, living your life motivated by God's spirit, making life decisions motivated by God's spirit, navigating your life led by the spirit. See, see what I found that the mature in the body actually lives a life in the light. They're not hiding a whole lot. They just living. They, they living for God. They walking for God, talking for God. See, see we, we began this message in Hebrews 5, 11 to 14. And, and, and it said, by this time you are to be teachers yourselves. And so I, I want us to reflect on that. By this time you are to be teachers yourselves. It says, yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics of God again, starting at square one. Starting at square one. How many of y'all want to start at square one? All right, turn, turn with me to Hebrews 6. And this is in the same book of Hebrews, same instruction. And but, but we're in Hebrews 6. 
And I'm actually going to read from the New King James Version, and then I'm going to also read from the Message Version again. I just want to keep the flow the same. Hebrews 6, uh, 1 and 3. It says, Therefore, leaving discussion, the, the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God of the doctrines of baptism, of laying on hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, and this we will do if God permits. Now, the message version, he says, come on. Let's leave this preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place. Turn in your back on salvation of self-help and turning in trust toward God, baptismal instructions, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, God helping us. We'll stay true to all that, but there's so much more. Let's get it on. That's what it says right there. Uh, actually, it says, let's get on with it. <laughs> but we got to get, get on with it, y'all. I see there's so much more. We hear you, God, but we're not listening. And because we're not listening, we had to go back to the basics. But the, the, the scripture, it's so much more. We put limits on ourselves and what we believe God put limits on. We hit the pause button. We stop pressing in. We stop doing the things that God has given us. Some of us are still hiding our gifts. Some of us, again, should be singing. I know Brother Gerard asked during the men's call, he said, I'm the only man. I've been up here pretty much by myself for the last couple of years. When are your men going to step up? I know it's a blessing to see Brother Jason's up here today. Um, but, but again, we have to understand we got to press in. All right, and, and again, in most things that we press into, God's not asking us for a whole lot of time. Not asking us for a whole lot of time. You know, I, I, I remember when we first uh, came to Ayers and we were going to the altar. Uh, and, and I think it's amazing that we go to the altar there and, and, and everybody says, you know, what God has done for them. You know, it turns into a testimony. It, it comes to question. It comes to asking for prayer. And we all have seen the manifestations of what has happened. All right, I, I shared on a Wednesday about my son. Um, I remember David came to church with his son on uh, a couple Sundays ago. And while I was sitting in church, I haven't heard from my oldest son for about 15, 20 years. Haven't heard from him. And, and um, I said, David brought his son. And then I remember Gerard's daughter came to church. And then I remember Brother Ed met his, his son on a cruise. They book, how are you going to book the same cruise as your son and not know your son's going to be there? So I said, if God could do it for them. <laughs> and, and so, and, and I'm, I'm not going to get teary-eyed. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to promise that. But 
I, I, I can tell, tell you this, that um, I was sitting in, right where you are, uh, Sister Gwen, Gwendolyn, and um, I text, I, I Google my son's name. Have anybody ever tried to find somebody on the internet before? All right, it comes up, and, but then they ask you to make, you have to pay to get the other information. It pulls up their name and everything's blacked out. And now they're trying to get money. But all my son's information popped up. His phone number, his address, and he's right here in Charlotte. And so right then I text him. I said, I know things ain't perfect. I can forget a word for word, and, and I haven't heard from you in a while. I would love to, love to connect. The next day he texted me back. And he said, now's not the right time. And so, and, and, I, and I'm good because I haven't heard from him. What he didn't say is, I don't, I don't ever want to hear from you again. We're done. Don't text me no more. Lose my number. He did none of that. He said, now's not the right time. And, and as uh, saints, we have to understand it's done in God's timing, not mine. Amen. God's timing was to connect. Amen. God's timing is, and then Pastor Mel, I told her, she said, well, do you respond? I said, yeah. She said, did you tell him you love him? I said, no, nah, I didn't do that. So I text back and said, hey, you know what? I love you. I can't wait to see blah, 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 blah. And the very next day, I was driving Uber and Lyft. And one of my rides, I think it was my first or last ride, I forget, because I was so overwhelmed. I pull up right in front of my son's house, where he lives. The address that was on, I, and I'm looking, I said, this dress uh, sounds familiar. Now, uh, I went back to the text and found out it was the text of where my son was based on the, 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 the research I did on the Google. And so God said, you know, now's not the right time, but I want you in the vicinity. I want you connected because I tell you, what my thought was, you know what? He's going to walk out that door and his girlfriend must have called the Uber for him. <laughs> but God said, no, it's, it's, it's not the time. So, so, again, we have to understand that the elementary principles are the things that we learned in preschool. All right, see, it says the, the first grade, we should be teaching folk, but we still need to learn our ABCs again. It says the ABCs are needed, but what was the purpose of you learning your ABCs? So that you can form words, that you can form sentences, that you can write paragraphs. We needed those foundations, but if I have to keep going to my ABCs, what am I forming? It says, I have been singing, and they'll tell you, I've been singing the ABCs with my grandbaby Dawn since she was born, all right? And, and when, when she reached for me right now, the expectation is what? I sing them ABCs. And, and as mature people, we, 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 we don't think about the letters that we use the right words. The scriptures. We shouldn't think about what we use that, that God has given us to ward off some of the things we're going through. See, I read somewhere that some of us are taking our ABCs for granted. Some of us are taking the biblical foundations of God for granted. Now, the footnotes of, of my Bible, it states, certain basic teachings are essential for all believers to understand. It says, 
These include the importance of repentance from sin, the foolishness of trying to be saved by your good works, the meaning of baptismal and spiritual gifts, and the facts of resurrection and eternal life. To go on to maturity in our understanding, we need to move beyond, but not away from, these basic teachings to a more complete understanding of the faith. Mature Christians should be teaching new Christians the basics. Then acting on what they know, the mature will learn even more from God's word. It's, we have to discern. We have to act. We have, it's not, and, and we talked about this this morning. It ain't about how much we know. We can know the word, recite the word. Are we living the word? What are we doing? It says, when, when, when I, I, I read these in Hebrews when I was preparing, I, I know that the author of these, he, it, it wasn't something that was, hey, condescending, I'm going to beat you up. It's just giving us revelation and understanding of what we should be pressing toward, what we should be moving to. We limit ourselves a lot of time with what you believe you can't do. Imagine me right now not sharing with you because I still was living in that I ain't been called to preach. I ain't been called to teach then not only would I have missed out on this word, you would have missed out on this word. What God wanted us to hear. What God wanted us to meditate on. What God wanted us to release so that we can move forward. All right, letting us know. See, the, the, the chapter was letting us know that we can grow together. All right, turn, turn with me to Philippians uh, 3. And, and I'm going to read in two sections. It's 3-1, and I'm reading from the New International Version, and then I'm going to read from 14-16, Philippians 3-1. And it says in 3-1, Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. See, see, he told us in verse one, you know what? I, I could keep saying the same things over and over if you want to be safe. I, it's, no, it's no trouble for me. I can keep saying over and over and over and over and over and over, over, over what you believe you need to hear, and you can be safe. But let's go down to verse 14 and 16. It says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. It says, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if at some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you, only let us live up to what we have already attained. So he's saying, yeah, I can teach you over and over and over again, or you can live up to what you already attained. Paul writes to the to, to Philippians, he says, I can keep writing it over and over to stay in this safe place in verse 1. But in verse 16, he says, live up to what we have already attained. We learned the basics, family. 
if we are still in the same place we were 10 years ago, if that's all we still know, all we still have, we have to stand on the foundational principles and move up and move forward. The scripture says heavenward bound. Where are we moving to if we're staying in the same place? If we still know the same scriptures, because some of us are good with scriptures, but in every city, not saying the scripture in any way dies. It doesn't. It's always going to have life and power for every situation. But there's more. There's more. Please understand there's more. It said, um, God's word instructs us in righteousness, and God's word supplies ample instruction for how we are to live uh, uh, rightly. I asked a question this morning in, in what, what does righteousness mean? In walking right, living right, doing the right things. You know, all scripture in, in 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, it's audible. It says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly and equipped for every good work. See, we're equipping is for the kingdom of God. And, and it says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. That's the only way that we're going to position ourselves to be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, I'm going to tell you, I love the growth I see here at is. I, I truly, truly do. Because if y'all think about it, when was the last time that our pastors can go away two Sundays in a row? Think back. When's the last time they, they felt comfortable enough that, hey, you know what? We got it. I ain't worried about the worship team. I ain't worried about the prayer team. My ushers, greeters, armor bearers. I'm not worried about that. Production, we got this. That shows the growth of us as a body. Amen. 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 If, if we live up to what we learn, someone can learn from us. We ought to be teachers. We can't keep putting our finger on the pause button and stunting our spiritual growth. So I say, release the pause button, and that's all I have. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah.